Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Daily Competitive Hedge Podcast. I'm your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here on this beautiful Friday. Uh, We talk about the results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into not only today's betting plays, but also looking at the weekend ahead. We are a Monday to Friday show, but it's very tough to not want to talk about college football on Saturday, NFL on Sunday, and many more great topics. So today our episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Bet99. Bet99 is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, and Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile their mobile app can be downloaded from the homepage of the website. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in English and French and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS to get started. And please gamble responsibly. You must be 19 plus years of age and available to persons in Ontario only. If you have any questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, please contact ConX Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Now, yesterday's betting plays. Let's go through those first. Not our best day on the pitch. However, we did make up for it with our Thursday night football play. And it was just an odd day of Europa League action, if we're being completely honest. Uh, a lot of favorites lost yesterday, and some in very bad fashion, including our plays. Now, the first one we were on was the Monaco first half money line. Unfortunately, they got blanked at home. That wasn't something that we saw happening yesterday. Uh, and then, of course, they give up a goal in the 79th minute and actually lose this match outright. And we're talking about a Monaco team that was minus 225 against Ferenveros, who were plus 600. So tough loss there. But an even tougher one was Matijland. They went 5-1 to one against Lazio, and we're on Lazio money line. Now, the scoreline would make it seem like they got dominated, but Lazio had 65% of the possession. They just didn't take their chances. And anytime Matijland had a chance, they went down and scored. So... It's an unfortunate result, but nonetheless, uh, we go 0-2 on the footy pitch. But last night, we did pick up a winner on the NFL side of things. It moves us to 8-2 on show plays for the NFL, and that was Chargers and Chiefs under 54. I know rooting against points is never good, but 27-24 to felt right. We said they thought, well, I said yesterday, I thought they would get 250 but I didn't think they would be able to cross that 54 mark. They get to 51. Uh, 
it really helped that first half finishing 10 to 7. Got a little bit concerned in the second half when there was the pick six there and things looked like it was going to open up and you get the garbage town time touchdown from the Chargers as well to push them to 24. But Chiefs pick up the win. They are unable to cover the minus four. I really wanted to take Chargers plus four as well, but stayed away. But we go one and two yesterday, but thanks to that NFL play. Other results and headlines from yesterday. So we talked about Europa League and how a lot of these teams got upset yesterday. Dinamo Kiev, they were minus 128 at home, and they lose one to nothing yesterday to AEK Lenarka. Uh, overall, we we had this as one of our leans, so it's good we left it off the card. Manchester United, my side, they were minus 400 yesterday against Sheriff, and Ronaldo got on the mark, as did Jaden Sancho. Shout out to Eric Sports Picks on Twitter. I saw that he had the Jaden Sancho to score play, and that was, I believe, plus 185, so it was a nice cash over there. Then we also had Roma, who are minus 650, taking on HJK, the, the side from Helsinki. And Roma was able to pick up the three to nothing victory yesterday. Uh, it helped that they picked up a red card in the 15th minute for Helsinki, and then they just were able to cruise from then on in. Other than that, not a lot of noteworthy teams that were playing yesterday. Olympiacos, I guess, they lost three to nothing. That's a side that some people are familiar with. And Feyenoord picked up the six to nothing win as well. WNBA playoffs wise, though, we get another game of the WNBA finals as the Connecticut Sun. This was another lean that we had yesterday of them winning this game. We wanted to stay away, though, just to be safe. But 105 to 76, an absolute blowout for the Connecticut Sun at home. They jumped out to a 15 point lead after one. They were up 20 points at one point in the first half, and then they just blew them out in the fourth quarter, 28 to 7. Uh, Alyssa Smith had a triple double, 16 points, 15 rebounds, and 11 assists. Aja Wilson, she finished with 19 points. One thing that we did mention yesterday was there was going to be a night where maybe. Chelsea Gray had an off night. That was last night. She had just 11 points on four of seven shootings. So Connecticut extends that series. We get to see another WNBA finals game in a couple days time. That that will be on Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. We'll see if they can push it to a fifth and deciding game. Now, Fortinet Championship yesterday, we gave out four of our golf plays. Top 10, Corey Connors currently sits at tie for 33rd. Minus two, it's fine to open the event. He just needs to go out and shoot a three or four under today to really put himself into a good position heading into the weekend. But Max Homa, second after day one, he shot a minus seven. He's the defending champion here. It was a play that we loved. I believe it was plus 185. And so we'll see if he can keep it going all week long. And then top 20 wise, we had Emiliano Grillo. Uh, who shot a minus five on day one. So he's right in the hunt. And then Troy Merritt, he's got one hole to go. They did get suspended due to some darkness issues. He's at minus one. Once again, he's like Connors. You go out and play well on day two, and you're right back in it. Other headlines, Roger Federer, he's retiring from tennis in the coming weeks. Um, This is just, there was a point where Federer had half a dozen more majors than any other player, and then just over the last decade or so, had some guys catch up to him, whether it was Nadal or Djokovic. But tennis is starting to get to a really tough spot because you have Serena, who just left a couple weeks ago at the U.S. Open. You're going to have Nadal, who's on his way out in the coming years. 
Uh, Andy Murray is all but done. Djokovic a few years after that. They need to start setting themselves up for who the next guys and gals are, but that doesn't take away from how great Roger Federer was. He's the greatest grass court player of all time. Uh, some would argue he's the greatest player of all time, but overall, Federer had a phenomenal career, and it's going to be sad to see him go out the way that he will. And then Jamal Adams, he had a season-ending quad surgery. Seattle wasn't winning very many games this year, so uh, I don't think that it's a major loss for this year, but hopefully he can get back to 100% and be ready to go for Seattle moving forward because when he's on the field, he's one of the best safeties in the game, and they're going to need him moving forward. Sneeze there. All right, so let's get into today's betting slate. There is quite a few games on the slate, more so for the weekend, but there are some footy plays out there today, a couple EPL, a couple college football, and then also a CFL play. We're going to the game tonight as well, so we're going to have some money on the line for that game. But let's get into our betting plays for the day. Um, there's not really a whole lot to talk about because we're not that interested in MLB right now, so no point in going and giving our leans there. We're focused more so on the footy plays and all those other ones that we talked about. So let's start with on the EPL side of things today. We do have two games. We're not betting on Nottingham Forest versus Fulham. Those are two sides that we're not too familiar with, but we are betting on Aston Villa money line taking on Southampton today. The value there is at plus 114. So Villa, they sit 17th in the standings, but it doesn't feel like they should be just based off the club name for one. And also the fact that they've had a very tough schedule out of the gate. They've played Crystal Palace, they played Arsenal, and then they actually picked up a draw in their last game against Manchester City, which is a major one. So I do think that they're going to find a way to pick up the win here today. Southampton, they do have two wins for their campaign, but one's against Leicester City, who sit in 20th, and then the surprising result over Chelsea. I want to give them credit for that win, but I think it's more so the fact that Tuchel was on his way out the door. So I don't know if they face them today how that would look. So I think Villa being at home, they're going to pick up all three points. It's plus value. They're going to get themselves out of that relegation area, at least for the time being. And so I really like that money line play. Second play of the day is Saskatchewan Rough Riders minus seven versus the Edmonton Elks. Now, as I said, I'll be live at this game tonight to see this one. But the Riders, they're coming off back-to-back -back losses to Winnipeg. Edmonton had some tough losses to Calgary. Saskatchewan needs to start making a serious push if they are going to battle for a Grey Cup spot this year. They are the host team for the Grey Cup. There is a lot of pressure in this city for that team to be there. And it all stems from how's Cody Fajardo going to play. He hasn't looked his best this year. A lot of people talk about the fact that after this year, they need to move on from him. So I think his career in Ryderville is going to depend on how well he does this year. And I think it starts tonight against the Edmonton Elks. Uh, I think the Elks are not very strong. I think the Riders should cruise to a double-digit victory. It's their second-last home game of the year, and so take the Rough Riders by a touchdown tonight. Then, college football-wise, we're betting on both games tonight. First one is Florida State Moneyline versus Louisville at minus 140. Now, the line, it opened at minus 1.5. It's now up to minus 3 on some books, but we still like Florida State to win even on the road. Now, Malik Cunningham for Louisville, he's made some plays, uh, and he has looked fairly solid, but Jordan Travis, he's uh, looked good for Florida State. 
no INTs. He's got a 64% completion rate. And Louisville, they've yet to play a quarterback. That's the quality of Florida State. And so I think that Travis is going to cause them some issues. Florida State also is a very solid run game. A lot of uh, running backs there, but they do it by committee and they do it well. And then the defense is also really solid. So I think that Florida State can win in multiple ways. Uh, in their last 41 games, Louisville has only covered uh, against winning teams on 12 occasions. So even as them as minor underdogs, I think that they're just in a position where they aren't going to show up against the big team and Florida State is going to cruise to victory. And then Wyoming plus 17 versus Air Force. This one's at minus 145. The Florida State one was at minus 140. So the reason why I like Wyoming at plus 17 at minus 145, this is the Mountain West Conference season opener. Now, Air Force, they're coming off a 41-10 victory over Colorado, where Brad Roberts had 174 yards on the ground and three touchdowns. But Wyoming, they just beat North Colorado 33-10. That moved them to 2-1 and one on the season. And Air Force, they let's just say it, they, they only run the football on offense, and they average a ton of yards doing so, but they have yet to face a fairly solid run defense, which is what Wyoming has. Now, I'm not going to come out here and say that Wyoming's going to win this game, but 17 is a lot of points for a team on the ground. And if they stifle them at any point and they're able to get a, a couple scores here, then I think Air Force is going to run into some problems. So some books have this line at 14, some have it at 16. We bought the couple points over at that 99 in order to get it at plus 17. And those are our official plays for the day. So those are the four that we love for Friday. But as we said, we want to focus on the weekend as well. We're going to take some time off on this weekend. Got a buddy coming in from Pittsburgh and just want to watch some games. And so in order to do so, we got to put out our plays for the weekend now. So let's start over on the EPL slate. Now, there's three games that we're betting on overall EPL wise. Uh, we're staying away from Newcastle and Bournemouth's. Uh, Brighton and Crystal Palace, that game got cancelled, so we're staying away from that one. No Manchester United Leeds, no Chelsea Liverpool, and no Everton West Ham, but we do have three games that we like, and so let's start with Manchester City versus Wolverhampton. This feels like a trap, but we're going to bite on it anyways, and it's Manchester City minus one and a half versus Wolverhampton at minus 107. Now, City, they should have lost midweek to Dortmund. Dortmund were up for the majority of the game, and they were fortunate that Holland's brilliance and a great strike from Stones got them the two to one win. But Manchester City, they're coming in with a plus 14 goal differential. They score goals in bunches and they're going up against a Wolves team where they just can't score. They've only scored three goals in their first six matches of EPL action. So I like to believe that all City has to do is score two goals and they're going to cover this spread. They have the ability to get three, four, maybe even five goals here, even on the road. But I just don't love this Wolves team. I know that they defend well. They've only given up a goal per game. But Manchester City is a different animal. I think they're going to have 65% of the possession, if not more, and that they're going to dominate from start to finish. So give me Manchester City minus one and a half. Uh, Saturday, we also like Tottenham first half money line versus Leicester at minus 106. We mentioned it earlier. Leicester, they sit at the bottom of the EPL. And, you know, Tottenham, they lost midweek to Sporting Lisbon in the Champions League which was a bit surprising, but prior to that, Spurs had been rolling in the league, and so they are still a top-four quality side. Leicester, on the other hand, 
they need a break, and I just don't think that it's going to come in this game. I think they'll start to pick up results down the road, but Tottenham's a different animal. So the fact that they're taking on a Tottenham side, they're at home, I think they're going to be looking to get a better result than they did midweek. And so they score early on. They hold on to that first half money line. Maybe Leicester steals a goal in the second half, but I think that the first half money line is fairly safe there for Tottenham. And then a play that's going to be unpopular for most, but one that I really love is Brentford double chance against Arsenal at minus 109. And you must be saying, really, you're betting against the team that's the top of the Premier League? And you're damn right, Sam, because coming off this break, this feels like a letdown spot for Arsenal. Gunners, they are sitting at the top, but they only have a plus seven goal differential, which for a team that's leading the Premier League ahead of a club like Manchester City, that's not a lot of goals. And so... This is a tough road test for them. Brentford, they they did beat them last year in February 2-1, to one, but Brentford also beat them in the earlier matchup, the shocker of the season to open up the season last year, 2 to nothing. So while I do believe this Arsenal side is better, I think Brentford's going to hold their own. I think at if I had to bet it, I think they would actually draw, but when you can get double chance at minus 109 for a team that believes that they can beat this Arsenal side, then I just don't think I can bet against them. And so I'm going to bet Brentford at minus 109 on the double chance, and let's have a great weekend of EPL. Now, college football-wise, there's a lot of good games on the slate. We're going to just give you a couple that we're not betting on, but ones that you definitely want to tune into. You got Oklahoma, number six Oklahoma on the road. They're taking on Nebraska, who just fired their coach. So we'll see if Oklahoma can cover that road spread. You got Number 22, Penn State, they're taking on Auburn and their three-point favorites there. You got number 16, NC State, who are currently minus 10 versus Texas Tech. You've got uh, Michigan State, number 11, taking on Washington, but they go in there as three-point road underdogs. Then you got Texas minus 12 and a half versus UTSA. Uh, number one, 21, Texas almost upset Bama last week, so we'll see how things go today, or sorry, tomorrow. Number 24, Texas A&M, my team, who are minus six, taking on number 13, Miami. They tumble down the rankings after that loss to Appalachian State. So let's see if they can pick up the win against a good Miami side. And then number seven, USC, they're minus 12 versus Fresno State. So let's talk about today's plays uh, for, or sorry, tomorrow's plays. I keep saying today, tomorrow's plays for college football. We've got five of them for you. So Georgia minus 23 and a half versus South Carolina. Now I bought a couple points here because it's closer to minus 25 now, but I just don't expect South Carolina to score more than 12 points here. Now in order for Georgia to go out and cover, that means that they have to go and put up 35. And I think they can do so against a bad South Carolina defense. This team just gave up 44 points to Arkansas. So what tells me that they can't go out and do this now? This line, it opened at minus 21 and a half and it's skyrocketing. So the fact we even had to buy points to get to minus 23 and a half is a bit surprising. But South Carolina, they're also one in five in their last six against the spread for teams with winning records. And so I think Georgia's just going to go in. They're going to dominate. They're going to look like the team that played Oregon, not the team from last week. And they're going to cover that spread. And you got Ole Miss, who are minus 14 versus Georgia Tech at minus 140. Uh, I do think that the Rebels should dominate this SEC versus ACC matchup. 
not a lot of optimism for Georgia Tech, despite the fact that they battled Clemson earlier in the year. I think all that really showed is that maybe Clemson's not as good offensively as people think they could be, at least with DJ at QB. But I think that uh, this is just going to be a game where Ole Miss, their defense that's very aggressive, is going to really put Georgia Tech in their place and that their weapons on offense are going to do just enough to cover that spread. Expecting a 30-13 to scoreline here, but that's where I like on the Ole Miss front. BYU plus 5.5 versus Oregon at minus 135. You're noticing with a lot of these spreads, we're buying a couple points just because they have been so tight to start the season. So number 12, BYU, they just beat Baylor in overtime last week. And I think that they're going to keep it rolling against an Oregon team who, yes, they have the brutal loss to Georgia, but they also just put up 70 against Eastern Washington last week. So the key here is, are the two weapons for BYU in Nakua and Romney going to actually be healthy? They're both still questionable. If they're healthy, then I love love BYU to win outright. If not, then I'm still going to take the points here. Uh, BYU, they're 2-0 against the spread this season, and so I think they may win the game outright, but just buying the couple points to be safe. Then I'm taking Alabama minus 48.5 versus Louisiana Monroe, and this is me buying a point strictly because I just want to get under that 49-point total. This is a team that I think is going to come in and absolutely smash this team because Saban's going to be upset that they almost fell to Texas. And this is an absolute thrashing to me. I think it's 56 to 7, maybe 63 to 10, but this game's not going to be close. Bama's going to be up maybe 42 nothing in the first half. And so I love them to cover that spread coming off the tight win. And then Ohio State minus 30 and a half versus Toledo at minus 145. Once again, buying a couple points here. Similar thinking to Bama. They didn't almost get upset, but people keep talking about the fact that oh, well, you're, you're only winning by 30 when you should be winning by 40 or 50. And so this is a game where I think Ohio State's going to come in. They're going to be impressive, and they're going to pick up a big victory over a Toledo side where they maybe win by 35 to 42 points. And so I like them to cover that spread. And then to cap it off, we've got NFL plays for the weekend. NFL Sunday, this is where we make our money. And so let's talk about some NFL plays. You got the Patriots and Steelers minus two and a half is what New England is. Uh, A lean here would be taking New England money line, if not the minus two and a half. I just think New England are going to be the better team, especially with no TJ Watt. You got the Browns minus six and a half. They should win that game. I'm on the Ravens this week. These are all not official plays, just leans. Uh, I do like the Lions to win at home. I like the Colts to win on the road. I like the 49ers to right the ship. Maybe not cover that spread, though, at minus 8.5. The Broncos to cover that minus 10 against the Texans. The Raiders to win, probably not cover against Arizona. And then Cincinnati to win and cover that spread versus Dallas. But the official plays that we have for NFL, starting with New Orleans plus 3 versus Tampa Bay at minus 120. Now, Tom, he struggled with New Orleans since he went to Tampa Bay. and. While I'm not that high on New Orleans overall, I do think that they showed a lot of heart last week in order to come back against the Falcons. I know the Falcons blow a lot of leads, but getting Michael Thomas involved with a couple touchdowns, he was starting to flex. We'll see what's happening with Kamara. I hope he's a go for this game. Uh, Otherwise, I might rethink this one a little bit, but I also think the line could move a little bit. But Tampa Bay, they've also got some injuries of their own. They've got a lot of guys who aren't practicing this week. There's going to be no Chris Godwin for this team. And so 
I just think that the Saints, they're going to win this game at home, division game, and that they're going to cover that three points. Uh, despite the fact they don't have Sean Payton anymore, I still think that they have their number. I like Carolina Moneyline versus the New York Giants. Uh, can we just get over the Giants hype just a little bit here? Just because they beat the Titans, who people weren't particularly high on going into the year, I think that they were very fortunate to even come away with the victory there. The offense didn't look good for a lot of that game. Saquon busts off a couple big runs, and then suddenly we're acting like this team's going to win eight or nine games. Still think this is a six or seven win team. Uh, it was an emotional game for Baker in the last one. I'm still not a Baker believer, but I believe in him enough to beat the Giants on the road this week. Kayvon Thibodeau might make his debut. That would be one cause for concern. But overall, I still like Carolina Moneyline at plus 110. I think that they're the better team. They're a team that actually might compete for a playoff spot, and they'll prove it here on Sunday. I bought a half a point on the Rams against Atlanta. I don't love the minus 10 there, but I do like minus 9.5 because Atlanta, they blew that fourth quarter lead, but now they get the full force of a Rams side that people started talking crazy about this week. You know, they love to toss out the term overrated, and it's like this team just won the Super Bowl and then lost to the Bills in an opener. And the main reason why is because Stafford had a bad night, so I think he's going to bounce back well here. Uh, and at the end of this game, we're going to say Atlanta's bad and we're still unsure of where the Rams are at, even though I'm pretty sure they are the team to beat in the NFC still. And then Green Bay, I'm taking minus seven and a half versus Chicago at minus 135. Rogers still owns the city of Chicago. We saw this this story last year. Uh, if a Christian Watson catches that pass early on, I think we see a more impressive Packers side, but they're going to come in. They're going to win this game comfortably at Lambeau. Um, I'm also still not a believer in Chicago. I think they're very fortunate with the conditions that were out there for the field and it was able to slow down the 49ers and now they're going to come in. They're going to get some rushing scores. Hopefully George Kittle will, will be back for uh, San Fran in their game this week. But overall, Chicago, they're a bad team and I think they're going to get absolutely stomped by Green Bay. So thank you everyone who tuned in to our show today. Not a lot of breakdown of games we had so many to get to uh next week we'll maybe do a saturday show just in order to get all of these college football plays in and nfl plays as well but appreciate all of you tuning in and we'll see you guys on monday for the competitive hedge podcast